This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we'll be talking about milkshakes, a classic MLB game, and The Last Dance. Welcome to episode 32 of the Spivey Special Podcast. Was that magic? Is that magic? Magic Jordan. I think magic that's Jordan. where we were going. Yeah. No, I was thinking Shaq on the magic and it threw me off. I like Because it's also Magic Jones. Yeah. <laughs> They're both 32. Love it. All right. We got a pretty fun guest today. We got a pretty good episode today talking about some of our favorite things. These are a few, actually, of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. Our guest today is old Kevin Lindner. Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a very fun episode of the podcast, and we are going to start it off with something kind of new. We are going to play Get to Know Your Co-Host. Yeah, Kevin didn't know about this when he came in, but when Zach and I get thinking about random things, we just do them. So we're kind of going to do this new thing called Get to Know Your Guest. I'm going to just throw 10 things out at Kevin. They're either or. Some of them have three choices, and he's just going to have to go as quickly as he can and just answer them. Just first thing that comes to your mind. This will be good. All righty, so here we go. Number one, at a grocery store, paper or plastic? Paper. At a barbecue, broad or a burger? Burger. Offense or defense? Defense. Pass or shoot? Shoot. Sunny day or rain? Sunny day. Drink or drive? Drive. Heads or tails? Tails. Rock, paper, or scissors? Rock. Cat or dog? Dog. At karaoke, are you singing or are you watching? I'm definitely watching. <laughs> I don't believe I'm that. I'm definitely watching. All right, so that was our first ever get to know your guest. You kind of know a little bit more about Kevin. I think I learned too much. I, what did we learn from that? <laughs> I don't know. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I like that. That was enjoyable. Something different. We learned something more about Kevin. I think we're warmed up now. We're ready to get on with the show. So are you guys ready to move on? I've seen him play offense, so I knew who's going to go with defense. Had to go defense. (laughs) Can't shoot. Defense wins championships. True. All right, so we're going to move on. We'll take a quick break and come back with Food Court Files. All rise. It's time for the Food Court Files. All right, this week for Food Court Files, we will be talking about milkshakes, another healthy treat. Before we get too far into it, Troy, why don't you just get them all out of your system now? What was that? Can you just get all the, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard jokes <laughs> well, out of the if, way now? If you follow us on social media, you already know Kevin's milkshake brings all the girls to the yard, and he's like, it's better than yours, so. I right, want to do one more verse, and then we can get into the topic? He can teach you, but he'd have to charge, so. <laughs> that is such an old picture, I can't believe you found that picture. <laughs> You look really nice. Yeah, with hair. It's crazy. <laughs> He's very dapper. He is. All right, so let's start talking about milkshakes. Now, I've already had a milkshake today. Compliments of Kevin over here. Very he, good gesture. So any future guests, if you bring a milkshake, that's a positive. Yeah, we used to give treats out to our guests, but we like it the other way around. This is a lot better than us making cookies or whatnot. Yeah, I figured us talking about milkshakes, you got to have one before we start talking about it. A little inspiration. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right, Trey, why don't you hit us with the uh, old Webster's Dictionary definition of a milkshake? You know, it's a drink that is usually made by blending milk, ice cream, and flavorings or sweeteners such as butterscotch, caramel sauce, chocolate syrup, fruit syrup, or whole fruit into a thick, sweet, cold mixture. Milkshake. Do you want me to use it in a sentence? (laughs) What's the country of origin? I'm not sure. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about some of the best flavors of milkshakes. So we got our classics. You've got vanilla, you've got chocolate, you've got strawberry. Is strawberry the third? That's the... I'm, I'm, I actually like strawberry shakes. I don't know why, but like if you put some pieces of strawberries in the shake, it, it tastes really good. I don't know. I like strawberry. No, that's a fruit, right? It, it is strawberry. a fruit, yes. No, strawberry, it's actually a really good... A little mix up. It's a better in the summer type shake, I would say. The strawberry. You can't really drink a strawberry shake in the winter. Are you drinking milkshakes <laughs> in the winter? Yeah. Chocolate. I would say the best though is swirl. Chocolate and vanilla together. Mm-hmm. Now have you had all three of them together in a Neapolitan shake? I have, but they just they counteract, I feel like. Is it too much for you? It's too busy. I don't know if I've ever had a Neapolitan milkshake. Never. We'll go to In-N-Out tomorrow, get a Neapolitan shake, and come back with some hashtag analysis. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> I should have just brought them over tonight for sure. You should have got one of every flavor. What were you thinking? <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the things that you're going to mix into your milkshake now. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. That's usually your base, and then we'll add things to it. So. Um, Cookies, candies. What are your What are your favorites for the sweets? Uh, for me, I like to get them grinded up real good. I don't like it too chunky, unless you have a real good straw. Because if you don't have a good straw, just throw the milkshake away. Um, I'm an M and M, cookie dough, Oreos. I mean, those are the three big ones. People try to put fruit in mine, but I don't like it. Send it back. M and M sounds like a dangerous choice. That feels like classic clog up the straw. Slash choking hazard. Yeah, I, I I like the Oreo. I like the Oreo mix um, with the ice cream, and you don't have to worry about the straw getting clogged up. I mean, that's the worst part about a milkshake is, you know, you're just trying to drink your milkshake, and all of a sudden you, there's there's nothing coming out because there's something stuck in the straw. So I, when it comes to mixing something in, it's for sure Oreo for me. M&M, you know, I like to live on the edge. You know, I don't care if they're whole. I'll shoot them across the room. I don't care. (laughs) Oreo. Amateur. (laughs) All right, how about fruit? What's the acceptable fruit for a milkshake? Strawberry, we already mentioned. Grape. (laughs) What? Grape. I don't know if grapes Maybe you should get that Webster's Dictionary back (laughs) out and figure out what... I don't know what I mean. A strawberry is one. Yeah. Maybe a little watermelon. Maybe banana mixed in with something. Banana else. wouldn't a, be terrible. I've never had that. That sounds actually pretty good. A little, some pieces of banana. That'd be summer cool. again. Yep. Anytime you get fruit, you can only drink it in the summer. Yeah, we're not big on fruits. So we're not going <laughs> to act like that's our favorite part of the milkshake. Uh, now let's talk about the straw because the straw will make or break your experience with milkshake can't be flimsy and your type of milkshake is to kind of determines what your straw needs to be if you're having oreos you need like a 
garden hose to try to drink the milkshake. I think you know by where you're going how good the shake's going to be by how good the straw is. What's the one place that has actually the bigger straw for the milkshake? There's one that we'll talk about a little bit later, though, in Rockland that I like to go to called Muya. They have a straw and a half. Okay. It is good. If we're talking about normal drive y type places, Jack in the Box has a mm. um, a big straw. milkshake straw because they do like cookies and cream and the ones with the bigger chunks of stuff. So you have to have that. The straw, I think, is the most important part. Because you I don't want to. I think the ha- cup is pretty underrated too. Otherwise, you're just holding the milkshake in your hand. No, <laughs> just a straw. Put it on a plate. I don't care. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I'm at In-N-Out today in the drive-thru ordering our shakes. And I asked for, because I forgot In-N-Out. I don't usually go to In-N-Out to get shakes. But they just have the little tiny, little tiny shakes. I'm like, you don't have a bigger shake? Like, to me, when I'm getting they a milkshake. They do. Shake, you just have I to just ask. didn't ask for it. That's yeah. the, they give you the smaller, that's a normal size. That's a normal size, They have right? a large. Yeah. They have a kid size, too. Yeah. Hmm. Fun fact. Not that I would get that from myself. <laughs> Yeah, Harper wants 17 kids' <laughs> shakes. Now, is it acceptable to use a spoon with your milkshake, or does that take it out of the realm of milkshake? I think it's acceptable to use a spoon. Um, I mean, at Leatherby's, it's perfect to, you know, kind of sip it with a spoon. You get, uh, But, yeah, I don't have any issues using a spoon or a straw for the milkshake. It's ice cream. To me, if it's ice cream, I'm going to eat it, so... Pass. I'm going to fight through with the straw. I don't care how creamy, how chunky, how much I've choked, or how hard I had to suck. I'm just going to go for it. If you're using a spoon, that's ice cream. It's not a milkshake. I got to have a straw. Yeah, I agree. If you need a spoon, put it back in the blender a little bit longer, and let's let's make this into something I can drink out of a straw. Now let's talk about being at a diner, though. Kevin kind of mentioned one of the local diners we have here. Is there anything better than the little bonus shake you have in the little metal cup? I don't know what the metal cup's made of, but it just makes everything so much better. And it feels like it's a lot colder, like in the, in the metal can or the tin. It just feels like it makes the ice cream colder. I don't know. I think more food should have a side middle tin, like uh, mashed potatoes. Like, oh, yeah. I'm out of mashed potatoes. Oh, wait a minute. I've got my metal tin full of mashed potatoes and gravy. These mashed potatoes and gravy could not fit on the plate, so we need a <laughs> sidebar over here. I think that's so good. Maybe be better about making the size of your milkshakes, and you wouldn't need the bonus side. That's tin. true because the cup or the glass that it comes in, there's really it's hardly anything to be. If you but really it keeps look at it, it cool. So if you have a bigger glass, it's gonna melt mm-hmm. by the time you can drink it all. So they give you the smaller glass cup. Sometimes it's frosted, which is nice, but then. The rest of it's staying cool in the middle tin, yes. so when you finish it, then you have more exactly. milkshake. The problem is, is they just put too many toppings, and that's what fills the cup up, I think, like with the whipped cream and the cherries and the... Do you guys like whipped cream on your uh, milkshakes? I like whipped cream. I, I think it takes a little bit I like away whipped from the cream shape. when it's in a glass where there's no lid, mm-hmm. because I'm not sacrificing any... Shake milkshake. Space. I'd rather have more milkshake than more whipped cream. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of whipped cream. If I could I, go without it for sure. If I could have the whipped cream on the top over like the top level of the glass and it's not taking up any milkshake space. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. Whipped cream, I mean, just kind of 
it's just the air. It's like air to me. It's just too too much for me. Yeah, I could go without it for sure. Throw in some more ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about fast food. All right, what's your favorite fast food shake? I think we had ours tonight. I think In and Out is my favorite fast food shake. Just based on the simplicity of it, the flavors are really good. It's always the perfect consistency. They don't need a fancy straw for you to be able to drink it. And you can get a Neapolitan shake without having to look like a weirdo when you order it. I think that's the best part about in and out too, is how easy it is to drink. You're not really straining yourself. It's very creamy, tastes delicious. And like you said, it's always the right consistency and always coming out right. And there's some other ones, though. Carl's Jr. kind of has an underrated milkshake. Um, I don't know what we would consider Sonic. Is that considered a... If I was going to say like fast food, I was probably going to go with Sonic because I don't know if it's considered fast food or dining. It's got a drive-through. It's, yeah. it's technically fast food. And they have so many flavors. I mean, I don't know how many options they Does have. Does Steak and Shake count as fast food? They because that would be the one that I would I've pick. never been there. Is, is, it, is it a drive-through? Oh, boy. Pretty good? Oh, boy. They have all of the milkshakes, like every flavor that you could possibly imagine the milkshakes. Plus, their food's pretty good. But anytime that we're in Reno or wherever the closest steak and shake yeah. is, we always go there. We don't have one here. That's it's a good a one. Muya though, would you consider that fast food? Ish, yeah. It's kind of like Chipotle and those where you walk up. And yeah. They have really good... The milkshake itself, I wouldn't say, is the best, but they have a lot of side pieces there. But you can tell that they're making it from like legit good ice cream and that's the key that's to a good like yeah. diner or restaurant milkshake is it's well and high quality ice cream to start with. I would say they have one of the best straws in the business too. Oh that one's ready for anything. That's like a bazooka. Yeah you could put like gummy worms in there and you're sucking those I up. Put no a, problem. I put a hamburger in mine once and it was fine the bun, the meat, everything just This is Muya? Muya. In Rockland. Yeah over by commons over there all right try to try that out for sure all right other fast food now does a mcflurry or a blizzard count as a milkshake i would say no because again you're gonna have to use a spoon on that for me i would say it's not yeah i i agree i don't think uh a McFlurry or a Blizzard are, are considered a milkshake. Now, how about a Frosty? This w- is this is your tweener. I was thinking about that because you can eat it with a f- spoon, mm-hmm. but straw's tough on that because of the consistency. But doable. You're doable, but you're going to earn it. Yeah, you could definitely you can definitely eat a Frosty with a straw. Um, I just don't know if it. I would consider it a milkshake just because Frosties just stand alone by themselves, in my opinion. My thing is, if they give you a spoon with it when you order it, it's probably not a milkshake. But what if they give you both? They usually don't, though. Yeah, they always give you a spoon. If you get a milkshake at a diner, they give you a spoon and a... F- I give it back. <laughs> <laughs> give this to someone who's ordered ice cream. You just use it for the chili that you ordered to go along with that? Yeah, I put that in the cup. All right, best diner sit-down milkshake? Mel's Diner has a really good milkshake. He mentioned, uh, Kevin mentioned Leatherby's. That's another one with a good milkshake. Yeah, those are both really good places for milkshakes. I think I'd, I think I'd put Leatherby's in front of Mel's slightly just because of all the ice cream that they have at, at Leatherby's. 
So Baskin Robbins has a really good one because their ice cream is really good. So yeah. that's a, a good key. My favorite is Bob's Big Boy. Down in so the... if you've been to a Bob's Big Boy, there's not very many left, but the oldest one that is now a historical landmark, the one in Burbank, the one near where Heather grew up, it's amazing. Really good milkshake to go along with their good food. See, that's the thing about a diner. I think it's the more of the ambiance. Well, then you get the tin, you get your bonus shake. Your spoon. And your spoon, yeah. So what's your favorite milkshake of all time? I got two. I've talked about them already. Well, three, I'd mix one in. Sonic, delicious, a lot of flavors, a lot of good toppings. Mouya, basically because of the toppings in the straw. And then in and out just the swirl is just very refreshing convenient excellent great consistency so i will let you know the the best milkshake that i think is nation's milkshakes and i'm not gonna say the nation's on sunrise and in citrus heights because that one's awful but uh there's a nation's in vacaville and uh best milkshakes i mean hands down it's not even close better than in and out and better than Carl Jr. and them. But Nations, uh, they just put real strawberries in their strawberry shakes. And you can go Oreo and chocolate vanilla. It's hands down. Anytime I go to the Bay Area on the way home, I'm, I'm always hitting Nations on the way back. Now, I've been to the Bay Area with you a lot for m- numerous sporting events. And I've been there with you. And I'm going to have to disagree very strongly. This is not surprising. <laughs> That that nation's isn't as good as you think. I think what it is is it's you just remember, oh, I'm coming home from sporting events, so that's why you like it so much. You might be right, but it's still a good shake in my opinion. I like it. Strawberry shakes is is, is bomb there. That's probably why I did. I've never had a strawberry. Yeah, it's fruit. <laughs> Zach, I mentioned mine. I think Bob's Big Boy. That's my. I think that's my favorite. Nothing fancy about it. Just real ice cream. We got some whipped cream and a cherry and then my side tin. And it's going along with the big boy and fries. So I think that's important too. what you're if you're just going milkshake or if you're having something on the side. I think that will differ what kind of milkshake and what you put in it and that kind of stuff. You're not going to get a big strawberry shake if you're also going to get like a big burger and fries, are you? Yeah, that's true. Like as usually when I go to Nate, I don't think I've ever eaten a burger there. It's just always going to, to get a milkshake and maybe some fries with it. So, yeah, I'm gonna get both. If I'm going all out on the burger, let's just let's just super cheat day it and we'll go. Well, I've never seen you cut calories, so I'm not really worried what you're gonna get. I was asking. I'm on a cheat decade. Smart. <laughs> Got to use a calculator to count your Weight Watchers points over there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> High score again. That's why I'm not wearing shoes right now. All right, I think that's all we got for Food Court Files. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with another that thing. Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew, three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka. 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. 
Jazz. Trapper Keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. Hi, this week for Remember That Thing. We've been missing baseball for a while. I should have started already. I should be watching the Dodgers every night. Troy should be watching the Cubs every night on whatever channel they're on. Not now that there's no WGN, I don't even know how that works. I think it's just Comcast Sportsnet. Maybe WGN created the coronavirus. Probably. I yeah. think they knew it was coming. Like, That's the out. most likely scenario, I think. <laughs> so we've been missing baseball. We want to watch it. So we're going to reminisce about a kind of a classic baseball game that Troy and Kevin went to. It took place October 10th, 2016 on a chilly night in San Francisco. Gentlemen, why don't you walk us through this game and everything that went along with it? So I'll tell you what, as a Cubs fan, you know, you, you wait for moments like this. Cubs, Giants, me against the world is what it felt like around here, you know. Yeah, around here. There was plenty of Cubs fans at the park, that's oh, for sure. Yes, there was. So Cubs, you know, pitchers duel game one. Javi hit one that should have hit the moon, but the wind was blowing in, lands in the basket. They win game one, one nothing. Mm-hmm. Cubs go out, just light up Samarja get up early, win game two. Yeah, so, I mean, series doesn't start till, you know, a home team loses a game, so Giants are down 2 nothing coming back to San Francisco. They've done it before. They've come back from a 2-0 deficit in the division series. After losing at home. They lost those first two games at home against the Reds in 2012. So, I mean, but this clearly was not the same team. And I, as a Giants fan, kind of realized that this was not the same team as, you know, the previous if you know Kevin, though, he's like the most negative fan ever. And he, probably the three years they won it, like, oh, they're going to get swept. It's true. You're right. <laughs> Every right. year. So yeah. going to a game with Kevin's kind of, it's fun, but not fun. He's like, oh, they're going to lose. And then they score. And he's like high-fiving strangers. So Hugging them. So it's one of those weird things. 2016, you know, the Giants have won the three previous even years. So, you know, that's in the back of your mind, even though it doesn't make any sense logistically. For me personally, I know Kevin didn't feel this way. I thought it was a must win for the Cubs. Yeah, I definitely I definitely didn't think it was a must win for the Cubs. The Cubs were the better team, you know, throughout the year that, you know, we were talking earlier that they'd won 103 games. So they were clearly the better team. And I didn't think it was a must-win for them, of course. It was a must-win for the Giants. So, Yeah, they had to win. They had to win or they were <laughs> going to go home. So, Well, they were already home. We just, we just extended it a little bit. Um, the Giants' bullpen was atrocious in 2016. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, that's putting it gently. I mean, they were so bad. Like It really felt like every single time they would be up a run in the ninth inning, Casilla, you know, Romo, somebody would blow it. And, you know, the one game I can think of is the first game out of the All-Star break, the Giants are in San Diego. And uh, I think Casillas in the game. And they bl- they're, it's a one-run lead, and they blow it in the, in the ninth inning. And then there's a man on third, and somehow Casilla gives up a, a walk-off balk because he didn't throw the ball coming to home with the guy at third, so they lost that game. Is there any play more exciting or less exciting than a Bokoff? Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm like, did that, that really just happen? A walk-off Bok? And it should have been a sign there. I think the Dodgers have done that at least twice though I've been watching. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, you get that little pressure in the ninth inning, tenth inning. 
you kind of forget some stuff. Got runners on base. Yeah, you know, making sure you're going quick to the plate. Yeah, squeeze. The plays. thing is, I think he, I think he was in his windup and he put his front foot down and he actually he like tripped and he didn't throw the ball and it's it's a box. Classic. Oh my gosh. So we're in uh, October 2016. Um, I had just become a full time driver with UPS. Um, you have a 30-day probationary period to become a driver. Um, this game happened to take place on day 31, and I called in sick day 31 after I got through my 30-day probationary period. Great. It was awesome. So Kevin and I are going to the game. Uh, we got tickets from our friends Bailey and Victor. They hooked us up with some tickets yes, out they did. in the bleachers. Um, I would say pretty big Cubs turnout. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, there was a lot of blue throughout the whole stadium. Like you could tell the Cubs fans were were out, definitely. They could smell it. They yeah. could smell it. It's been a long time, you know. The year before they got knocked out and the championship series got swept by the Mets. So, you know, it had been a billion, I think, or maybe just 108 years, but it seemed like a billion. Um, buzz in the park. Giants fans seemed a little nervous at first until the game got really into the meat of it and – it's just one of those games. We'll kind of break it down here, but it was one of those games that Kevin and I definitely will probably never forget. Yeah, definitely not. It was uh, it was an opportunity thanks to Victor and, and Bailey, but uh, they it was a, it was a game that for sure we'll never forget. So you look at this game on paper. Um, you got the 2015, the year before Cy Young winner Jake Arrieta on the bump against Mr. October, basically for the Giants was Mad Bum. I would say that. I mean, in most rodeos and all the things that he does with his dirt bikes and stuff, I mean, there's no one better than Mad Bum. So you have this matchup, and you're just like, this isn't going to be a very high-scoring game. Yeah, 2-1, 3-2, that kind of a game. So it's the second inning. Arietta's up. Yeah, but Mad Bum was struggling. Early. Big time. He was. Uh, he had given up a lot of base runners and in that second inning he was uh i think they i don't know who the eight hitter was might have been ross no ross Ross wasn't playing they they intentionally walked the eighth hitter to get to arietta and you're thinking all right let's get arietta out and get back into the dugout and you could just tell i think it was like a 2-1 pitch and it was a fastball right down the middle and arietta hit him like Oh, this is not good. But where we were sitting, we're in the left field bleachers, so we couldn't really see if it went out per se. Because it, I mean, it went out probably five, six rows. But where we were sitting, it looked like did he catch it? Is it gone? We don't know. And then I look up and I see Arietta putting his fist up in the air, just pumping, and everyone's going nuts and blue. And all the Giants fans are like, oh. Yeah, I mean, you think Bumgarner. In October, you're thinking, okay, we're going to get this win. He should beat the Cubs. And then Arietta of all people, not Bryant, Rizzo, Arietta, the opposing pitcher, hits a three-run bomb. And it's funny because the pitchers in game two had, what, three RBI for the Cubs? Yeah, one of their two back-to-back games, a Cubs pitcher hit a bomb. Yeah. I wonder if you're going to think a pitcher in that game is going to hit home run. It's going to be mad bum. Exactly. He's one of the best hitting pitchers Exactly. But and Arietta's not bad, too, though. He no, can swing he's it. he's an athlete. Yeah, he can swing it. So Cubs are up 3 nothing. You know, it's kind of like a party festival out in the bleachers. We had uh, Cubs fans behind us, Cubs fans front left of us, 
a lot of upset Giants fans. I was loving every minute Giants of it. Giants fans are, yeah, the the building's definitely quiet for sure. Because Arietta Arietta was dealing. He pitched. The first three innings, he was, wow. I think he had like five or six strikeouts, no good contact at all. So we're bottom three, Posey, RBI single, we're 3-1. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, Span I think hit a double uh, in the inning, earlier in the inning, and then Posey knocks him in, 3-1. A little life in the Giants fans. Cubs fans are like, oh my gosh, here we go again. How are we going to do it this year? Yeah, it's true. I mean, if the the way that the, the core of those, those Giants teams were, you had to make sure you, you know, took them out. Because if you gave them any sort of opportunity, they were going to take advantage of it. So 3-1, we get to the fifth inning. Belt, sack fly, 3-2. Giants fans are believing Cubs fans are believing it's not going to be their year once again. Yeah, Denard Span, I think, had a triple in that inning. Probably. Yeah. That, that Denard is... Span, of all people, he was not very good for us, but he had a pretty good game that night. Double and a triple, and I think two runs for sure. So starters get pulled. Arietta ended up going six innings. Madbum went five. They Similar lines. Yeah, Madbum was just – it felt like Madbum was in trouble all game. I mean, Arietta struggled the last couple innings, but Madbum was – Always trying to get out of trouble, I felt like. So we go to the eighth. Still 3-2. And who comes in? Who? I mean, how is this guy still on the Cubs? Your I, boy, Pedro Strope, right? I have no idea. Pedro Strope. Two, next, you blink, two guys on, they're taking him out. He's terrible. Is he? He's crooked hat guy? Yes, that's crooked hat guy. He has really good stats and like meaningless Yeah, when they're outings. up six runs. They're up six, he'll come in, strike out the side. So he's, celebrate. he's like Pedro Baez, but skinnier? It's the name. A lot skinnier. Freaking Pedro. So anyways, he gives up two, they take him out, they bring in Chapman. I'm like, okay, Chapman, this guy's, I've heard this guy's pretty good. Yeah, he throws gas. I mean, he's... So he comes in. Arm is electric. You think Pence is going to bunt. You know, move those two guys over. You know, get those because there's no outs. First two are on, like you said, no First outs. And, second. and the Giants but you are down. Can't bunt Chapman. No, he's impossible <laughs> to bunt. So Chapman comes, strikes out Pence. Can you imagine trying to bunt off Chapman? No, I can't imagine even hitting. Yeah, yeah, he's it's crazy. For so sure. you strike out Pence, one out. Okay, one pitch away, get a ground ball, double play. We're out of here with a lefty coming up, Gillespie. I mean. There's no way this guy's getting a hit. I mean, this guy's a, basically been in the minors his whole career. 1-0 count? 0-1 count? I can't remember what it was. I can't remember. wasn't anything sexy like a 3-0 and he no. just guessed. Chapman goes 1-0-2. Down the middle. Gillespie turns it around into triples alley, triples alley yeah. for a two-run triple. Giants go up. Four three. Yeah, and the place is going it's, crazy. It's ridiculous. It's like, I almost punched Kevin in the face because he was smiling. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> and he felt that way the whole game, probably. Well, he's too nice, but. Um, so next batter. The place is. The, I mean, the park is going deafening, next, though. Deafening. Yeah, it's you're deafening. Next batter Crawford, RBI in, single. Infield's playing in. Yeah, gets a little grounder. Five three Giants. Thinking all right, up in the eight. We, 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 and we, and it's funny, you know, they score off of Chapman and, you know, you look at the end of the, the postseason run that the Cubs go on and Chapman was just used. It felt like every single night he just, he started Don't to wear it down. Don't get me going with Joe Madden yeah. and being an awful manager yeah. and they won in spite of him. But so 
the Giants ended up getting a runner on third with one out in yeah. that bottom of the eighth. Yeah, so Crawford gets a single with one out. He steals second. Contreras throws it to Almora on right center, basically. So Crawford gets the third. And then Blanco comes up and hits a soft grounder, grounder to, first. I think, first. Yeah, and Rizzo looks him off. So they, they, they don't get that huge run that they should have got in. Which, as we'll talk about here in a minute, was very big in this yeah. game. Oh, top nine. Here comes the Giants' bullpen. And for the Cubs, that was good news. Yeah, it was good news for them. And, I mean, I'm thinking Giants, they should be able to hold a two-run lead. Like, I mean, there shouldn't be any issues of, you know, just get – Every guy that comes up out, don't let the tying run come to the plate, and we'll be fine. But that did not happen. First batter, top of the order for the Cubs somehow. Um, Fowler comes out. Romo goes, you know what? You go down to first, all right? We'll just walk the leadoff guy with the yeah. two-run lead. Don't yeah. challenge him or anything. No, and I think it was like a 3-1 count and ball four. I mean, wasn't it wasn't close. even close. Wasn't yeah, close. Not even close. So next batter coming up. Chris Bryant. MVP. Was he the MVP of that year? It was either that year or the year before. Okay. I, can't I know he has. Got yeah. one. It was one of those two years. I can't remember. Brian. I, I'm not a big fan. Sarah, a huge fan. Me. Is that ugly? Yeah, that's ugly. That's what I call him. Sarah thinks he's cute. Anyways, first pitch. He's, he's sitting. He's sitting slider. He's sitting on the Romo slider, and it doesn't slide. It's right down the middle. It's one of the highest home runs I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I mean, KB... His launch angle is... He learned launch angle. Yeah. He, when he hits the ball, it goes really high. So he hits it again, left field. We're in the left field bleachers. I'm thinking there's no way he got all that. Like, I was, I would literally thought, I thought Blanco could get there. Because it was so high. I did not think that he, he got all of it to get out. We were all like, what do you mean it's too high? Yeah, it's too exactly. Far. <laughs> so he hits it. Again, we can't see because everyone stands up. I'm thinking warning track out, uh, no typical. Well, it's San Francisco at what, like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, that exactly. ball, the marine layer. There's no way it's, it's dying for sure. Yeah. So all of a sudden, all of the people in blue are cheering. We're like, well, <laughs> you you can see the ball back because it goes over the Chevron car. It hits the top and it bounces of the Chevron car. The one that's above the wall bounces up in the air, and that's when all the Cubs fans go nuts. Yeah. Tie it up in the ninth. And I'm just like. Looking at Troy, Troy is jacked, of course, oh, with everybody making up. new friends with all these Cub fans. Beautiful. And I'm just thinking that we did it again. It actually happened again. So we're still alive, you know, five five. Here comes Montgomery for the ninth, the pitch for the Cubs. Bottom yeah, nine. The Cubs had already gone through all of their bullpen, basically. Old you only Mother had Hubbard. Montgomery. Yeah, I think no one else was in Old Mother Hubbard. Only Mike Montgomery's in the yeah, cover. He was your long man guy. So he comes in, pitches his tail off. Um, it ended up, he got the first guy, I believe, and then there's a single. And then a ball's hit down the line. I think it was. It was Buster. So uh, there's a, it was belt on first. And. Uh, Buster hits a ball down the right field line. I mean, it's if it gets down, belt scoring. And Almora... Just switched defensively out there. Yeah, Almora makes... He lays out, you know, diving for the ball down the right Giants field line. Giants fans are going nuts because they think the game's over. He lays out, catches it, doubles belt off first. And we're thinking, all right, free baseball. Here we go. Free baseball. Tenth inning, nothing. Eleventh inning, Nothing. 12th, I think it was the start of the 12th inning. 
this message comes up on the board. And if you've ever been to a Giants game, you know when this message comes is you got to leave. Last call for the ferry. So if you took the ferry over the game, you got to leave now. Yeah, there's no other way of getting home. Like you, you know, have to. You've got to go. Ferry. You have to take the ferry. And so, the ferry is. I mean, if you've never been to old AT and T slash Oracle, the ferry is literally right behind center field. It's like so you, stones throw. You're leaving. Yeah, you got to go. So the bleachers, it's getting colder and colder because everyone leaves. We don't have any more protection from all the other fans. This is probably uh, the longest baseball game I've probably been to also, like inning-wise. I think in regular season, I don't think I'd ever been to an inning or a game 12 innings or, or later. The game ended up being five hours and four minutes. Yeah. It started, I think, close to seven, maybe 6.45, yep. 7. And it's cold. Well, so, and the pressure. like Yeah. Every pitch is it means. I mean, it didn't mean as much for a Cubs fan because you guys are up two nothing. When you haven't won a World Series in 108 years, yeah. it means everything. Every single pitch yeah. means everything. But the Giants. I mean, this is old hat. We won three of the last five. Oh, I'm a snake. Yeah. Um, so the 12th, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Giants had gotten a couple base runners on. I think in the 11th and 12th, they scattered some, but they were never threatening to to score a run yeah extra innings i saw that the cubs only got one base runner the whole time yeah so mike montgomery he pitches the ninth 10th 11th he hit 12th he had to so he pitches four scoreless Mm -hmm. we make it to the 13th cubs nothing Ugh, can we leave (laughs) well we were about to i only took two batters in the 13th yeah panic comes up uh he hits a a double crawford Oh, I'm sorry. Crawford hit the double. Crawford let yes. off with a double. And then Panic comes up and hits the ball. It would have been triples alley. It would have been, been out anywhere. Would have been inside the park run if he kept had running. To. Yeah. yeah, but he hits it off the wall and triples alley. And Oracle or slash AT T is going crazy, and we we win. And uh, I have a little bit of bragging rights on Troy because we went to the game and I win. I didn't mean it didn't last long. So the ball hits the fence, right? And they score the last run. Kevin and I, we've been pretty quiet the whole game. We don't really run our mouths or anything. Yeah. We're there just for the game, just for our teams. Troy wasn't running his mouth? <laughs> what, was was not, your, what was your secret? I know. He was not running his mouth. It's just so awkward to go to a game with a buddy who's rooting for the other team. It's like, uh, one of us is going to be upset. Yeah. Away I mean, all. one of us is going to be mad. So I respect the fact that like, I know how he feels because he's a Cubs fan. I mean, he's been dealing it with his whole life. I'm not going to just throw more you know, fuel onto that fire. So anyways, the ball off the fence, game's over. Yeah. This total turd Ferguson, 15 rows below us, because no one's in this, we didn't move up or anything, we're not moving, comes running up right in my face and running his mouth that the Giants just won. And I wanted to just punch him in the face so bad. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that I wasn't drinking. Otherwise, I might have. I couldn't believe that he did that, honestly. like It's not like he was anywhere near us or we had any sort of contact with him throughout the night. He literally comes up from, like you said, 10 to 15 rows and just starts talking junk to Troy. And Troy's like, dude, get out of here. Like, You just passed five other Cup fans. You know, (laughs) Come on. I know you like my hat, but leave me alone. (laughs) Exactly. So if you guys don't know the story after that, um, Giants bullpen blew a three-run lead in the ninth. Yeah, we had the game four. Everybody's already talking about uh, Cueto, Lester, game five in Chicago. 
And I think the Giants went, they had a three run lead going to the ninth. Five two. Yeah. And they went through four pitchers in the ninth and they gave up five runs. Six five. Yeah. So, yeah. Chapman so four runs. In and it just, just, it was over. And then the Cubs got a bye in the next series against the Dodgers. Um, they let them get up 2 1 because they felt bad and then tried the next three games. Did the same thing in Cleveland, like, oh, your fan base is just as sad as ours. You can go up 3-1. They tried again, won three in a row. So, It was a good year for you, <laughs> let's just say that. 2016, it's going to be, sports-wise, will be one I'll always remember. But this game especially. I mean, now that you know that you, you won the overall, like, World Series, like you can take the loss in the game. That yeah, you at to. the moment, you're I pissed. Was pissed. Yeah, you're. you're but mad. still, looking back on it, even if the Cubs won, that was one of the most epic games I've been to. Because I've only been to a few playoff. I went to one Cubs playoff game with Zach. Cubs got swept by Manny Wood Dodgers. It was like the what year was that? Like oh nine? Yeah, somewhere around there. That was the most fun that I've ever had at a sporting event, followed by the most awkward car ride home ever. Because of Troy. Because Troy's in the car, like, devastated. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, on cloud nine, and then my parents are trying to, like, mediate our emotions. So it's, uh, it's, it's a very awkward car ride on the way home. All the way from L.A. to here? No, we were mm-hmm. staying in Anaheim, so we drove... It doesn't matter what time it is. To drive from Dodger Stadium to Anaheim just takes hours you just get on the freeway and it's like 12:30 at night and there's just traffic because the roads were designed for the 1950s. Let's and be then honest. 10 million I, more people move there. I want to know like did you just rub it in a little bit to to Troy or how what like did he just not want to talk to you or I mean clearly he got his payback in 2016 but well he's just like red in the face mad. Well, and I'm what? wearing my Manny dreads. Well, it's just one of those things where, like, when you go, we've been to a Dodgers playoff game prior when they played the Mets. So when I went to the game, I didn't even wear my Cubs stuff because we saw all the flack that the Mets fans were getting. Uh, yeah, that's Dodger Stadium. We Yeah, the Dodgers were supposed to win the game. It was, like, later in the series. No, we weren't because we were, we were losing. We were already down. We ended up getting swept by the Mets the year before, or like, two years before. And there was, like... We saw like five fights in a half inning in like the seventh inning because the Mets fans were just being obnoxious and the Dodger fans were just like, they were over it. And we're like, we don't feel safe here. Yeah, so you're not even thinking about wearing... <laughs> no, uh, in- I'm just wearing... I'm wearing of blue, Cubs but not like yeah. anything that said Cubs at all. No thanks. Not there. That's, that's different. Like, yeah. Dodger Stadium is different. The worst was if you're actually in the bleachers trying to... We've seen so many Giants fans get yeah, stuff I would thrown at them. never wear Giants. We've seen in the bleachers at Dodger Stadiums where they're like coordinatingly all stand up and throw popcorn at somebody wearing an opposing jersey or hat. A whole row? Just a whole row? just Like a whole section. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when Hot they walk up. Flying. Well, the person will be running their mouth and they're sitting in the bleachers and they're trying to start stuff, but just like... Not smart. Some people deserve it. But yeah, some, yeah. like the game we were actually at, that Manny Wood game, this nice couple was just sitting there in their Cubs jersey, and all these fans are just talking And they're smack not doing to them. anything. They're just sitting there. They're just watching just this the nice game. older couple. Yeah. Just People are just talking smack to them. They're like, okay, cool. It's crazy how you're a Cubs fan, and, and Zach, you're a Dodger fan, and you guys in your lifetime have played each other twice in 
the National League Championship Series and each won once. So well, I think the, no, because I think the nice thing though is oh, I guess oh nine might have, might not have been an LCS, was it? I think it was a DS. Yeah, okay, but you guys have played each other. Well, the nice thing is, I mean, in my lifetime, I mean, the Cubs have won a World Series at least. I might have been like two or three. Maybe a month old the last time the Dodgers. Yeah, I was gonna say Zach's the only one here that doesn't have a ring right now. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm, he was two. Yeah. He, oh, that's right. You do have a ring. I'm sorry, baby. Kirk Gibson. You're right. That's right. <laughs> one of the most famous moments in sports. Would it's you true. say that the Dodgers' run of late is probably one of the most Buffalo Bills things? Yeah, that's, of baseball? that's that's really tough to say. It'd be because like Buffalo Bills, but if the Cowboys were. Like taping the preview. The Dodgers have been a victim of a, you know, the biggest scandal probably of baseball in back-to-back years by two different teams. And then the year before that, they just played a better team and lost. Yeah, the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't feel bad for Dod- the Dodgers, but no. I wouldn't say I wouldn't put it on the Buffalo Bills pedestal. I would just because I like it. <laughs> That's just got to be pretty disappointing. What's uh, 108 years past 2016? I think that's the next time they're winning. So The Dodgers? 3,000 <laughs> 3, and what, 24? 30, 24? <laughs> no, we're in 21. Oh, sorry, 21, 24. My bad. 21, 24, yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's a long time. Doesn't matter. You got one. Yeah, Maddox's kids will be able to see it. <laughs> Poor Maddox. <laughs> There's a lot of people, though, that live and never saw one, so I'm happy I yeah. got one. You got three. I do have three in five years, so that's pretty crazy. Now, would you say that's one of the most... I mean, we're talking about this in the next segment, but baseball-wise, that's got to be one of the most dynastic runs. I would, Yeah, I would agree, but then you have the Yankees that in 90... Yeah. What, 90... The 90s. 98. Yankees, pretty 90, good one. They, had won, they were going for three in a row, and they lost to the Diamondbacks in 01. Yeah. But they're also going for four out of five, too, which is insane. I think that's a different type of baseball, though. I yeah. think 2000s on is a more even playing ground than yeah, what and the Yankees were The spending. Yankees were loaded back then, and there was no salary cap and stuff. But I mean, the Cubs did win back-to-back 1907, 1908, yeah. so people forget about that. I do. <laughs> but to, to answer your question, I, don't, I mean, three and five for baseball seems, I'm not saying impossible, but I don't know if we'll see that for a while. Three and five is crazy. I don't think so. Yeah, but they're like the wild card team each of the years that they come in. So it's not like they're no. the yeah. I mean, they're not the Bulls. They, they were they were never the best team. They, when they needed won. a rule change to get into the playoffs for two of the years. Like they wouldn't have been in the playoffs the year before. I think the 2014 they're a wild card team, right? They I thought they I think they were wild card all in 2012. Well, all no, they they won the division in 2010 because the Cubs actually helped. Uh, the Giants in 2010 because the Cubs were terrible in 2010 and they took like three out of four against the Padres late in the year. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember if they're in 2012. They were like a... I know they won the division in 2010. They were like a play-in game wildcard team the other two years. Yeah. In 2014, they beat the Pirates. And they were the second team in. They wouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah. A couple years before. Doesn't matter. Chip and chair. Get in. Yeah. And I mean, and you have a lot ball. of in all sports. So there's so many different rules that well, you can't. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you seen teams that are not so much basketball, which we'll talk about, but hockey? You hockey. see eight seeds. 
go and make noise because they've been playing over the playoffs for the last two months of the regular season. The New York Giants? Yeah, football. Football, you don't really see it except for them. and It's rare. Usually the best teams win. I think the Steelers did it. I think Green I think Green Bay might have done it. They went on the road like nine straight. But yeah. recently, it's all yeah, one recent, and two seats. Yeah. You gotta have a bye week. Yeah, I mean, it's such big, a put such an advantage in football to have a bye week. Well, I mean, I know we're not talking about football, but now you got this up the with the new playoff with uh, there's only one team that has a bye instead of two, so that's kind of oh huge. yeah, they're adding one team. Each, yeah, right? so seven teams make the playoffs and only one. Just let them all in. Why not? More football. January Madness. Huh? January Madness. They all play at the same time. Let's do it. I'm in. Who would not watch that? <laughs> College football's over at that point, right? Well, in January, you got your bowl games, but... Make them push the bowl games up. And Actually, then we no. Get, like, January is like your... The end of bowl games. You yeah. get your national championship. The national is usually like the second or third week of January. I don't know. If, who cares? Just That'd be really fun. But that's too much. What is the sports thing we're actually talking about anyways? (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. We're going to take a quick break and come back with more sports because we don't have enough already. Sports Jug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right. That's enough. I'm out of breath. All right. For Sports Jug. I love talking sports. And we get to keep going. I love it. It's weird. So we're going to be talking about the... Was it like a ten-part Michael Jordan documentary, The Lost Dance? It's on uh, ESPN and will be on Netflix once it finishes its run here on ESPN. Also, in that other podcast, and it's only on Netflix in Ireland or wherever they're listening at right now. Interesting. But it was a joint production between the two. It's a something that they've been sitting on since ninety-seven, ninety-eight, yeah. when they started this recording. So. They gave the team all access to just record him, and they've just been sitting on this footage, trying to negotiate with at NBA Films or NBA somebody to make it. They needed everyone to sign off on it, mostly Michael Jordan. Mostly MJ, yeah. And he finally got to the point, just like whatever, let's just do it. And he's been super candid, and just like what you want these older athletes to be, like reminiscing and just like. It's funny, he uh, signed off on it the day the Cavaliers did their uh, NBA championship parade, which is kind of funny. There's a report that he signed off on this documentary, okay, let's roll with it, when 20, whenever the Cavs won their title. Pretty funny. Sorry, go on. Good sidebar. I yeah. like it. <laughs> Michael Jordan wouldn't be petty about anything. No. He's not competitive <laughs> either. Yeah. <laughs> So, you guys' initial thoughts, we're four episodes in right now. We'll probably talk about it again based on how these are going. But what are your initial thoughts? What, what kind of memories is this bringing back? I mean, it's it's covering the 97, 98, but it's doing a lot of flashbacks so far of how, like, context of how we got there. And bringing back just a lot of sports memories from when we were younger. I've seen a lot of people not enjoy the bouncing around and not knowing... Like, if you're just a casual fan jumping in, like, you don't really know the sequence of events. It's kind of confusing for people. But I love it. I think it's so cool to, you know, it, they kind of have a pretty good equation that they're doing. They Each episode seems to be about one player. You know, they jump back his whole time, how he was a part of it, and they always end with the 97-98 season, which I like. So I can follow along, but I've heard a lot of casual people are a little 
iffy on it. Yeah, I've heard the same thing where, why does it keep jumping back and forth? But um, I've enjoyed everything about it. Uh, just seeing, you know, I was too not old enough to really know Michael's greatness. So this is a cool little refresher to see actually how good he, he actually was. And I think the one thing that comes to my mind is that music, that introduction music that the Bulls always would come out on or come out to. And uh, you just know, like, oh, we're in Chicago. Like, MJ's coming through that tunnel. So I would say that's probably one of the best intros yeah, in all of sports all time. Yep. When that place was bumping, you know, from North Carolina, there's yeah. nothing. Like you, that's what every announcer in an NBA stadium tries to emulate is that guy. Well, every kid tried to emulate that yep. from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Right. At the time, it was the Bulls. It was Jordan. That's what we grew up on. So I think the thing that jumps out at me is the difference in the NBA from even like when Jordan gets drafted in 84 and you see the stands in the stadium that they're playing in and it's just like a bunch of random dudes that I've never heard of before and they're just like everyone's doing blow and it's just like Michael Jordan's like what is going on yeah and then he takes that team and they're playing in the playoffs against like the 86 Celtics and you're just like what I thought that was uh that was one thing I didn't know. Like he really separated himself from basically that team when he was a rookie. He just wanted to play basketball and win as many games as possible. He didn't really care basically what his teammates were doing, but he just wanted to play basketball, and that was pretty cool. He kind of had like a Tropic Thunder, or what was that movie with Will Ferrell? Semi Pro. Kind of had a Semi Pro <laughs> feel to it at first in the first couple seasons that they flash back to, which I liked because I love that movie. Well, it's just funny. The Bulls were just a joke. They were a joke before they drafted MJ. And the Bulls kind of got lucky that they were able to even draft MJ at number three. You know, uh, Portland took Len Bias at two, right? And no, Elijah uh, one. Elijah one went one, and Sam Bowie went oh, Sam two. Bowie. I'm sorry. You're right. Len Bias was the which Celtics. that's like the all time bust. Swinging a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most people don't make the argument that you don't take Elijah one because he's like. Far and away the most. And that's what that documentary said. Like, everybody was taking Hakeem number one. Well, that's the era. Mm-hmm. you got to find the Center. best big man, and that's how yeah. you win games. And Now it would be Jordan over Elijah Wan, probably with the way the NBA's played. Elijah Wan wouldn't even be that high in the draft unless he's hitting threes. Yeah. But Small ball. The NBA is a whole lot different now. And they'd, they'd be training differently, and they'd be doing differently, like... You talk about how Jordan isn't hitting that many threes, or you watch those old games and they'll be like, they hit five threes between the two teams the whole game. Yeah, it's because they weren't. They didn't ever. Yeah, and they didn't shoot them. That's if not. You don't what the think Michael was. Jordan would be hitting like nine threes a game and be the best one ever? He you definitely would have adapted his game to this to right. today's NBA for sure. When you're one of the greatest ever, do it. There's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. It's because you just. Worked that much harder than everyone. So he'd be in the gym. He'd be hoisting them. He'd be Steph Curry in it. He'd be hitting it on the other side of the tunnel, like from outside the stadium, just hitting them before games, I think. Oh, absolutely. It'd be like that McDonald's uh, horse. Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah, I remember that commercial, yeah. <laughs> he'd be making window. those shots for real. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, we get into it and we get the – 
you see what the big difference between the team is that he's on in 84 to when they start making some moves and Jerry Krause is making some moves. One thing about that real quick, they all hate Jerry Krause. Every single one of them. It's pretty crazy when Pippen just starts blowing him up. In the team bus. Yeah. In front of everybody. He didn't care if it was behind closed doors or not. He... He would just blow Jerry up in the in the team bus, but they did start making some pretty good moves. They got well. He trades up to get Pippen yes. in '86. They they trade Oakley, which he's like your classic '80s guy and Jordan's enforcer to make to make that first run. And then they get Horace Grant and B.J. Armstrong and Paxton. They just, Paxton. They just they just get these pieces that fit with Mike and Ku Coach. It was well, he's not till. The he's not so much later, three. but for the yeah. first run, yeah. he's post He's going with nothing, where it's just Michael and four dudes, and then he's he's got like a squad at that point, and he can he can make his run against these teams. You know, it's crazy as you think back. You know, Michael Jordan, greatest ever. Do it. it took him seven years to get his first championship. Yeah, and then I mean, he even said it like, uh, you know, I had that reputation, like I was never going to get to the same level as Bird or, or Magic because all I do is score points, and I don't elevate my team to, to win the title and it's just weird because we've always labeled mj as the greatest ever do it and he was never or he wasn't there you know the yeah. entire time he had to get to where he had to work to make that yeah sure. 89 90 you know zero zero he scores a ton of points yeah all right let's pivot and talk about let's talk about the dynamic three that we have in this second three peat which is kind of the focus of this because it's the last dance this is last season everyone's kind of on the tail end of their whole career and we don't really know that this is jordan's last bowl season because it's all kind of up in the air at this point but it's pretty clear this is well it's for sure phil's last season that is made very clear um pippen's hurt pippen's hurt and once out and jerry Krause is trying to trade him and it's pretty clear they're not bringing him back because they can't with we have our we have our lockout year the next year to renegotiate the contracts because there's no rules to it and Jordan's making thirty three million dollars a year and no one else is making anywhere near that so they have to figure out some sort of balance so they can't just be giving out made up numbers he kind of broke it and now we have the weird system that we have now with max contracts and all that kind of stuff um, and then we have a Dennis Rodman who. He's crazy and out of his mind, but he's one of the best defenders, rebounders of all time. But this is also like, he plays like one more year after this. He's done. He plays like 20 games for the Lakers Mm -hmm. the next year, and then it's just, it's over. It's crazy. But we don't think about that. You talk about, it's Pippen, Rodman, Jordan, and you think of them all in their prime. Not expecting them to lose ever. When you're thinking back, but it's really like, Rodman's done. Pippen's best years are way behind him, and Jordan is going to retire for a second time after this one, and where it really is like the last hurrah of this. It cra- shouldn't be. They should just keep going. If this owner of the Bulls slash White Sox had any brain in his head, he'd be like, wait a minute, we have Michael Jordan, and we've been making unlimited money for the last eight years. Well, well, no, like 14 years that yeah. he's been there. Because he got all their... Why not keep doing that? He got all their attendance up, their merchandise up. People are starting to go to the games. 
I don't know. I mean, the only person in this whole thing that made a good run afterwards would be Phil Jackson. Right. He landed on his feet. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, and Jordan said in the documentary where, you know, I am not playing if Phil's not here. So, I mean, and, you know, Krause said it before the season started. This is Phil. I mean, he's not going to be here. So, you know, it just, it just, it's just crazy the dynasty that they had and the – uh, the amount of pride that went into Jerry Krause's mind thinking, oh, we can we can do this without him kind of thing. Well, the thing, Jordan's just stuck because if he doesn't go back to the Bulls, this is pre-people saving salary cap for an offseason, like before the Magic. They're like, what if we just save all our money and then we just sign Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady? <laughs> we'll just save it. Mm-hmm. So they're both going to be free agents. We'll just, no one else is doing this. We'll just do it. It's before that. Um, Michael Jordan can't go anywhere. Yeah. Nobody has more than like $10 million in cap room. He's not going to play for 10. He just made 33. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls aren't bringing him back. So he's just kind of stuck and in limbo. And then you get a lockout year. And it's just weird how it all falls apart at the end. You see how hard it is to hold the teams together. And you need one crazy person holding it all together, I guess. Well, that's what I was talking to off pod to Kevin about is it's just crazy. You don't really understand what it's like to go through a season with the same people. It's like living with like a roommate that you're good friends with. And then all of a sudden, a couple months in, you're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't stand this person. Or, and to do that year after year or traveling with them, living with them, practicing with them to keep a dynasty together is hard. Well, especially with for how many games they played and how long their season was, which meant, which meant that their off season wasn't as long, you know, and the fact that they did it two, three peats was just amazing for sure. Well, it's just one of those things, too, when you start to be good and you start things are going well, everyone else wants the piece of their pie. Yeah. Pippen's like, well, I'm one of the top five players in the league and I'm making $2 million and Jordan's making 33 Well, that was his fault. Yeah, that was he signed that contract because he needed the... He signed it early. Really early. Well, he even said in the documentary, I just wanted... I couldn't get he hurt provide. and not provide for my yeah. family. He had a sad, sad family. I know, he had... Which I didn't know about until the documentary. He had two people in his family disabled. Yeah, his dad had a stroke right in front of him. Was in a wheelchair. And At then twelve his, years old. Yeah. And then his brother. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Dennis Rodman had a bad bad childhood too. Oh yeah. I think that's what it takes to be. You have to be to be a professional athlete. You need to be in a situation where you have, where you're in a situation where you have to work as hard as possible to get out of it or you just need to be like a crazy maniacal competitive person like Michael Jordan mm-hmm. to make it. Yeah. I mean, you got to have, it's, there's got to be no backup plan. If you're going to dedicate your entire life to get to that level. How good would this Bulls team be though? If there was social media back then, could you imagine Pippen just blowing everybody up? No wonder what Rodman would be doing. Yeah, it would, be, it would be it would be amazing. It would be crazy, you know, just being able to follow him through social media and Twitter. I mean, it was insane just being with Jordan like behind the scenes, and he opens up a door, and there's like seventy cameras there just waiting for him. Like I could not do that every single night, and he took it, 
you know, he held it. He, or he was very professional every single time. He get the same questions asked him. Is this your last year? And he's like, I don't know, you know. It just, I could not imagine seeing that many people. Well, how about when he's in France and the guy that's micing up is like, can I have an autograph? Yeah, that was like, funny. Dude, come on. <laughs> that was funny. He just and looks at him. And then some random security guard, can I have your armband? And he's like, yeah, here, or whatever. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. This is my given away one. I have like eight of them ready for, for people. Yeah. yeah. He's and the his... most famous person in the world yeah. for I can tell you, 15 years. I can tell you, I remember going to the Celebrity Golf Tournament in Tahoe when he was there. And you want to see a following and security. Oh my gosh, he had so many people follow him. That's I think that's why he probably doesn't go anymore. It's that, too he's much. older. It's just too much. I think that's why eventually Justin Timberlake probably won't go. But that's just a sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're I'm interested to see where the pod goes from here. Or where the 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 documentary, documentary. goes from here. Pod doc. I don't know. I'm not good at one syllable. Shortened words. Uh, or we're going from here because we like, have they, they even won the first championship at this point? We're coming into, or did they? They won the first one? Yeah, they had just, they had just beaten the Lakers. We're going into 92, Sun, so we're going to get, four. we're going to get Dream Team. Dream Team, yep. We got to see the transition from Skinny Michael to Ripped Michael, yes. which is the one that I recognize. Like when you see him, when you think of Michael Jordan, it's, it's ripped Michael Jordan with the bald head. It's not not the guy that's just flying all over the like place. Like skinny, scrappy, yeah. 84 Jordan, the 63-point game Jordan. I don't remember that one. I remember the, the I just added 15 pounds of muscles, yeah. Michael Jordan. Get out of my way, bad boys, pistons. It's over for you guys. Do you think if Pippen doesn't get a migraine game seven against the pistons the year before they win their first that they win that game? I don't know. I still don't think they. I don't still don't think they will. I don't think they were m- mentally still ready for the Pistons, you know, because when they lost that that series, Michael was in the gym, you know, within a week or two, and he just the whole the whole mentality changed after that loss to the Pistons. It's one of those things you kind of get to near the top, you know. You got to get the experience of playing in the playoffs and losing and losing, yeah. I mean, I think somebody said on the dock, like, you know, you, the, each, you know, the, the Jordan had to get to the, through the Pistons, and I think the Celtics had to get through somebody, too. Like, there's always that one team that you always had to get through for the title. You know? Yeah, the Pistons had to get through the Celtics. That's right. The Pistons had to get through the Celtics. So When I look back at that game, the, some of those games, though, compared to what basketball looks like now, and I understand at that time that was the best there was, but... It just seems like that's such a different game that they're playing. I, I love the rule set back then, though. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a lot more physical back there. I the mean, pace back of then. play is a lot different. So they're like, if you get over 100, you basically win. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's a lot of, they show the scores like, final score, 72 to 68. It's like, what? That's a halftime score. Now. Yeah, I was going to say, you have teams in in the hundreds in the third quarter now. With well, the NBA. intensity on defense is also just, like, absurd. I, I can't wait till we get to, I think it's 94, where they play the Knicks. And during one of the one of the big games there, in the second quarter, Phil tells Michael and Scotty, you're picking up John Stark's full court the rest of the game. And Jordan scores, like, 53, <laughs> playing full court mm-hmm. defense. 
yeah. for three quarters. You never like, see that. Nobody does that. LeBron's not going to guard anyone full court. Yeah, nobody's Not for three anybody. quarters. Yeah. Maybe the last minute. Yeah. And maybe. Maybe. Yeah, if you're down. Yeah, and you need to steal. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, even then, they'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> you play full court, Phil. <laughs> Give me the clipboard. Where's Deladova? I'll go do it. Oh, my God. Deladova. <laughs> All right. What else do we got? So you got a couple on here. Bulls win six of eight. Are they the best dynasty of all time? I think we can not count the the Russell Celtics, even though they won eleven. But there's only like twelve teams in the league, so yeah. that's different. I would say the ones that would be up there football wise, you'd have to go with the Patriots. That run we talked about earlier with the Giants, three and five is pretty impressive. Yeah, but the Giants weren't like we, you know, Zach said they weren't as dominant in the regular season. No, they weren't the best. They're team. not the yeah. prohibitive favorites going in. Correct. I would say the Yankees. They're like a. They'd be. That's the team you don't want to play when you get in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, the I, New York Giants. I think I the '90s Yankees was pretty dominant. Yes, but I still think it's MJ. You know, I'm saying if MJ doesn't take those 18 months off to play baseball, do they win eight in a row? I don't question. think the team stays together that long, yeah. I, and I don't think they rebuild to get Rodman. And Kukoc. Yeah. And Kerr. They don't get the draft picks for it, and they don't. It's probably why maybe why Michael did it. He's like, you know what? We might not be as good as we've been. I'm going to try a new sport. Well, I can't wait to watch the doc to find out, because there's... Me either. Well, I know his dad died, so he wanted to take the time off, but mm-hmm. I've also heard some pretty crazy conspiracy theories. Like, he might have been suspended for two years for gambling. Yeah, the gambling. I've heard about that, too. I'm excited. I wonder if we'll months. find that out, though. That, I, don't that think probably, that, I don't think that'll be in the I don't talk. think he's okaying he's that. Not, yeah, he's not, not okaying that. Rodman might. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it was cool that Jordan had to go to Vegas into Rodman's room and get Rodman out of bed to bring him back. You know, you talk about social and media. And Carmen Electra yeah. is like hiding in the corner. <laughs> you like, talk about social oh no, media. It's can, Michael. <laughs> can you imagine like one of the players just going on a binge vacation for 48 hours I in our social media off. now? <laughs> like that would never happen. Are you kidding me? It wasn't me? 48 hours. I know. It was longer than that. That's but, what he asked for. Yeah. That's so good. Just because, oh, Pippen's back. <laughs> I'm going to take my time off now. <laughs> and MJ's like, if anyone needs a, a vacation, it's me. <laughs> but he won it. No, he wouldn't. That's just how MJ was. Different breed of cat. That's the genius of Phil, though. Phil knows that he needed that to get his head right. Yeah, I mean, Rodman was straight and narrow. Like, you know, he was, when Pippen was gone, he just needed to just get away for however long. Well, I just like the story they told where Jordan goes, it's like, after Rodman got ejected out of that game, he just goes to Jordan's door and knocks. He doesn't say sorry or anything, but he yeah. just, what did he say? Like, can I get some water? Like a cigar, I think. Yeah, I think a he cigar. asked for a cigar. Yeah. Jordan's like, what? But that was his way <laughs> yeah. of apologizing, you know? That's so yeah, good. I think, to, to answer your question, though, Zach, I think they were probably the best dynasty. At least that I remember. There's nothing really like it. Lakers had some good runs. Yeah, they did. Celtics had some good runs, but. Yeah, I mean, six and eight is insane. 
And again, there hadn't been a three-peat since Russell. Mm -hmm. And then they did it twice. Yeah, they did it twice in a decade. Yeah. I'm telling you, if Jordan was there, I don't know. I think he still finds a way to at least make it interesting to make it eight in a row. I think it's tough to keep the team together that long. They needed that break to get... Because they would have just kept running... Horace Grant yeah, the same. and Paxson and B.J. Armstrong. Everyone else is getting better. Everyone ages out, and then you don't get this new, the fresh blood. You don't get Dennis Rodman. You don't get Kukoc. Kukoc. Rodman was the perfect, Kerr and perfect player for Pippen and, and Jordan. I mean, just to do all the dirty work and play defense and get, you know, clean up the re- the boards. It just he was the perfect type of player for them. I think every team needs a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Draymond's trying to be Dennis Rodman. That's what he thinks he is. Yeah. He's not, though. No. There's never going to be another Dennis Rodman. Kind of reminds me of Gold Dust from professional wrestling. Maybe the hair coloring. Gold <laughs> Dust. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, boy. Sidebar. All right. Um,. Did, did Jerry Krause do it right? I think the end. Do you do you try to blow it up if you're the GM? At the end, there you got to ride Michael out. Tell it. If Michael says I'll play as long as Phil's here. Phil is going to get a new contract. I mean, yeah, I don't think he did it. I mean, you got to ride like you like Troy said. You got to get as many championships as possible. I mean, how many have they won since? Zero. I mean, they haven't even been close. Yeah. Yeah, you, they, I think I don't Nowhere think he was close. Right. Nowhere close. That's what people just that one great Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, yeah. Well, that's like in the moment people don't realize, like the Giants, San Francisco Giants, they may never win for another forty years. The well, Patriots, fifty years since yeah. they had won that first one. Yeah. So. The Patriots are on this crazy run. They might not win it again. I mean, they could, but I mean, it could be a while. Till and then you know, when you get used to winning, the fans think, "Oh, this is." Not easy, but you know we're expecting to do this, and then it gets a lot. You know, years start Every, going by. Next thing you know, you blink. The Giants haven't been in the playoffs in four years. Exactly, and the Bulls have been nowhere. They haven't even been in the finals. I don't think since Jordan left. Back they're to, bad right now. They're too. bad. They're really bad. But that's the thing. You, you get it while the getting's good. Yeah. So that's why. It, that's what's kind of sucks about this year is like LeBron's like. <laughs> Well, I could have won a championship, but now no one does if they don't come back this year. I played all that time for what? A wasted year. Do you your give career? the Bucks the championship because they have the best record? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how that works. Yeah. Best mascot? <laughs> Denver Nuggets, baby. We just settled that argument yeah, this week. It's already over. So, NBA, if you need to talk LeBron to LeBron got a first round exit. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> West LeBron, yeah, hasn't done anything. Yeah. All right, I think that's all we got for that one. We ran a little long. Good episode though. I could talk about sports all day. We probably will once we clock off here. Just yeah, keep just we're just gonna them. keep going just off of the pod. So sorry to our wives in advance. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like sports, sorry. But you've already listened to this for over an hour of us talking about sports at this point. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> Hope you like the milkshakes. 
All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you to Kevin for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, guys. We had a fantastic time this week. Enjoyable. Thanks again for the milkshakes. Yeah, no problem. Make sure to follow us on social media at Spivey Special. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All of them. They're all different, too. They're all little babies. Yeah, you know, you just never know what you're going to get on those Facebook's our neglected middle child. That's me, so... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom. (laughs) All right, I think that's it. Troy, you got anything else? Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Kevin, you're not fat at all. No. Boo. Later. Later.